Towards the end of this week's parsha, we find the negative prohibition of Tamura. Tamura is when one attempts to exchange an animal that has been sanctified for the Beis Amikdash with a non-sanctified animal. The Torah says, Lo You shall not exchange it or substitute it, whether it be a superior animal for an inferior animal or vice versa. If one does substitute one animal for another animal, both that one and its replacement shall be holy. And the question is, what are the laws of Tamura doing here in Parshas B'chukosai? It should be mentioned along with the other laws of Kachim in the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. So what are the laws of Tamura doing over here? So I'd like to preface an amazing insight from the Satmar Rebbe. We are all familiar with Rabbeinu Gershom, the Ma'or Hagoyla, the light of our exile. So why was he called the Ma'or Hagoyla? So Rabbeinu Gershom is famous for the Cherem that he enacted. The Cherem of the Rabbeinu Gershom has two well-known laws. Number one, a man cannot divorce his wife against her will. And number two, a man cannot be married to two women at the same time. Says the Satmarebbe, we were sent into this dark gallus for thousands of years. A person can become disillusioned and hopeless and think that over this long and difficult journey, the Rabbanish Loyla might abandon us and take another nation instead. However, we know that Hashem observes all of the laws of the Torah, even enactments that were later added by Chazal. By Matan Torah, Hashem took us as His bride. He proclaimed that Yisem li segula mikol Therefore, he can't divorce us without our consent. And he also cannot take another nation alongside us to share the title as Hashem's chosen nation. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, so to speak, stuck with us exclusively for all eternity. Therefore, because of Rabbeinu Gershom's enactments, we don't have to ever worry about losing our special and unique connection with the Rabbeinu Shalom. And that is why he's called the Ma'ar HaGaila. He illuminated the darkness of our Galas, because throughout this long, arduous journey, we can always be assured that we will always remain Hashem's exclusive nation. What an incredible idea from the Satmar Rebbe. And perhaps we can extrapolate this concept and apply it to our Parsha as well. The laws of Tamura are found after the Teichacha. The Teichacha is where Hashem admonishes and rebukes Kal Yisrael if they won't follow the ways of the Torah. So there's obviously concern that Hashem is unhappy with us and might abandon us and find himself another nation. Therefore, specifically after the Teichacha, the Torah consoles us with the laws of Tamura. Loi yachlifenu. Hashem will never exchange us, switch us, or trade us in. Toiv bara, or even rabba toiv, even if we are far inferior than another nation. Therefore, the laws of Tamura is appropriately placed in Parshas B'chukaisai right after the Teichacha. Thursday marked the first yard site of the 45 Kedoshim that perished in Moran and Lagba Emer. One of those who tragically passed away was a 21-year-old boy by the name of Dovi Steinmetz from Montreal, Canada. Dovi was described by his friends as a gentle giant with a larger-than-life heart to match his physique. Thursday evening on that fateful day, when news of this horrific tragedy hit Montreal, Dovi was not initially on the list of the missing, and there was hope that he might still be found. But it was not to be. Unfortunately, Dovi 
will forever be known as one of the 45. Sunday afternoon by the Labayan at Yisrael and Har Menuchas, Dovi's father, Epshloimi, spoke for just a few minutes, but that speech set in motion a campaign that would change thousands of people's lives forever. With Kal Yisrael listening over a live hookup, choking back tears, he said, We are Maminim B'nai Maminim. We are a nation of believers. We don't ask why. We don't ask questions. But we can ask Hashem to help us through this. After the Levaya, the Mirash Yeshiva of Asha Arieli approached Rab Shloimi to be Menachem Aval. The Venerable Rosh Yeshiva told him, You know, every day after Shachris, we say 13 Animamans. 13 times we declare we believe. But we never, not even one time, do we say Animevin, that we understand. And with those words, Reb Shlomi went back to the airport, arriving in New York the following morning. The first day they sat Shiva in Mansi, and hundreds of people whose lives Dovi touched made their way to console the mourners. Reb Shlomi then asked a large crowd to sing Dovi's favorite song. With tears streaming down their faces, they began to sing in unison, Ani Mamin. Reb Shlomi later said, I felt like Dovi was singing with us. The whole house could have just floated up to Shemaim. It was so intense. Posthumously, Dovi created the movement. He was able to break through barriers from his place in the Oila Moemis. And this is how the Animamin project was created. Reb Shlomi printed and distributed Animamin cards and asked that the shul members say it every day as a schus for Dovi's neshama. And then it went viral. By the next Shabbos, 10,000 people were saying Ani Mamen every day, Le'ili Nishmasa. To date, over 150,000 cards have been printed and distributed, plus many more that downloaded from a website. Now, tens of thousands of Yidin around the world say it every day, 13 times a day with pride, Ani Mamen, I believe. Talking about Ma'or Hagayla, lighting up our exile. When his world appeared to turn dark on him, Reb Shloimi didn't start asking questions. He never doubted the ways of the Rabbi Nishlana. But on the contrary, he strengthened his amuna and in the process started a movement that we can all hold on to, to find light amidst the darkness. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.